Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alex for another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos. We have our top fantasy football running backs for you on tap today. We're going to be going over our top 12 consensus RBs. Uh, things might be a little vanilla at the top, a little chalk, one might say, but it should get interesting after that. Um, with that, let's just go ahead and jump into this. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos back again. Top running back rankings today. Got some freaking fire takes coming up. Alex, <laughs> some big news in fantasy and regular football today. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is planning on coming back. It's a great day who cares? for fantasy football. Okay. All right. That's fair. Who cares? No, I, the, he wants you to care about him so badly. So that should be the answer is who cares? Okay. Like Packer fans are like, oh, you have to wait another year until you win the NFC North. Oh, we had our shareholders meeting today and it was really great. We stood up and clapped for our general manager <laughs> because we're part owners of the team, uh, but we're not really. All we did was pay like $300 to get this stupid piece of paper that calls me a shareholder and um yeah uh da, 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 go pack go oh you know i had a friend say that uh they they and all excited tell me about how excited they were that the packers are looking at re-signing randall cobb and i was like oh, oh wait randall cobb you mean as old as my grandma randall cobb and literally my guy the response Jeez. The response that I got, you will not believe. I mean, you will believe because they said, you do know that he's only 30, right? Julio Jones is 32. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just said the fact that you just compared Randall Cobb to Julio Jones. I can't. I can't have an intelligent conversation about this right now. It's over. It's done. Honestly, but, um, I can't believe that he's only 30. Um also, wow. I I would like to mention that I think all Packer fans would be happy if they had Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb lined up at wideout this year. Yeah, um, baby. Which which somewhat speaks to your boy Alan Lazard and uh, my guy Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, and, and how mediocre uh, their wide receiver core is overall. Once you get past Devontae, anyway, we're here to talk about running backs. Um, other uh, other injury news um, that has come down the last couple of days would be, um, unfortunately, Cam Akers rupturing his Achilles um, after our episode dropped last week, um, which the curse of Matthew Stafford uh, against running backs has left the Detroit Lions and gone to the Rams, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Henderson is next, unfortunately. Sorry. Sorry for that, Daryl. Um and then Michael Thomas, we don't even know if he's going to play this year. He's supposedly out, uh, what, four to six months or something like they that? They said like six, 10 to 16 weeks. Yeah, it's, that's not good. That's, that's really bad. Do you I draft don't know. and stash in the last round? Probably, yeah. yeah you, you'd probably take him before that. But honestly, I feel like that hurts Kamara's value, at least marginally, which we're going to talk about uh, with, with no breeze and potential Taysom Hill. Um, what, what that running or like what that backfield is going to look like and just how mediocre 
Kamara was once once Taysom kind of played all those games without Breeze. Um, and then other injury news, Jason, you uh, told me offline last week that you were having injury problems. Uh, would you yeah. would you care to divulge to the faithful Sackos? Uh, so last weekend I was in a bachelor party and we went paintballing in the woods. And it turns out that bachelor parties in your 30s are not like bachelor parties in your 20s where you are invincible. The entire week. Hold on. How how old are you? I I am thirty two, coming up uh, in September. So I'm thirty one. See, Randall Cobb's only thirty. I think the Packers should sign him. Honestly, and and my AC joint is still in better condition than his. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. So we were paintballing in the woods, and I was hopping over a log, and my knee sounded like a pickle jar being opened for the first time. And, oh. and so your boy screamed and, uh, you know, <laughs> pop goes the sacco, something like that. And, uh, I was pretty much out of commission, hobbled around and, um, yeah, but I made the most out of it. I did not let it take away from the weekend. I did not call it quits. I participated in all activities. I just did it kind of hobbling around. So your, your boy's not a quitter. Have, have you been diagnosed formally? Uh, I have seen a doctor. I have a referral to see a specialist and I'm planning on getting an MRI. Oh, no. So we'll see. Hopefully it's not oh, serious. Boy. It already feels better. It's been 10 days. It feels better than not all better, but better. Oh, than that's it did. good. So. All right. Enough knee injury, sadness, leg injury, sadness of everybody. <laughs> Let's dive into these ranks. Um, the first overall Sacco 2021 projection drum roll. <laughs> Shockingly, it's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like, oh, uh, God, that's so boring. It is. It's so boring. I mean, it is, though. Like, it's not. It's not mind blowing. It's not, you know, it's I'm not going to act like it's earth shattering. You know, some people get fancy and they put up Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry or, you know, if you live in the state of New York, you just think Saquad, Saquad, Saquads. But like, I just don't know how you get around CMC. He's. Yep. It's just incredible. Should, should be one one in, in every draft. Um, you know, he was number. Well, he's the number one. Guy in fantasy in 2019. He's the number two running back uh, in 2018. Um, Scored had, 25, uh, 25 plus fantasy yeah. points. Yeah. In 10 Crazy. of his last like, 19 he, games. He's just an absolute machine. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be the number one guy. You draft assuming health most of the time. You understand that risk is there. But I mean, this is an absolute lock. The quantity is going to be there. Um, little, I guess, marginally concerned about what they're doing with the quarterback position there. Um, but still, it should not be enough to hurt and drop him off of the one, one spot. No, not, not close. So yeah, uh, if I'm picking one one it's CMC and thank you. I look forward to sitting back and relaxing for an hour and enjoying my Christian McCaffrey. So that's, I think that's the consensus number one. 
but next should be. Yes, it should. Next up, our consensus is Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans. Finished as running back two last year, had 378 carries. Holy crap, I knew he had a lot, but 378 carries is just obscene. (laughs) Uh, More than 2,000 rushing yards. Uh, Did manage 19 receptions for another 114 yards on the ground. Had 17 rushing touchdowns. Just obscene, obscene numbers. Um, I, I don't know what else there is to say about King Henry. He has a new offensive coordinator. I would think that, you know, and it's the tight ends coach got promoted. I would think that he was kind of just told, hey, don't screw it up. Um, keep it simple. Turn around, hand off the rock to Derrick Henry. So I, I don't think that there's any way the offense gets worse either. Like that would be the one thing with CMC yeah. with the change at quarterback. Not that Teddy was ever really mind blowing, but. Derrick Henry does not have that change to deal with, although he is a new OC. Um, you add Julio Jones to that offense, there's no way that that offense gets any worse. So I still think that he's looking easily at like 15 to maybe 20 touchdowns. Um, they're going to get ahead. They're going to run the ball second half. Derrick Henry's going to have 100 yards and he's going to be fantastic. Like, what else is there to say? Yeah, the only issue is that of all these guys we're going to be talking about, he pro- he has a potential lower floor from a bus week per- potential, depending on the rushing defense that he's playing against. Um, just because he isn't catching the ball like most of these guys do. Um, I, yeah. I think you and me both overthought that last year. Yeah. Um, and we're like, well, he never catches the ball. So, you know, we had him ranked down six, seven, somewhere in there, maybe eight, eight even. Um, and it's just one of those things where, you know, it just doesn't matter because you can't really predict touchdowns. But, you know, two years ago, he had 16 rushing touchdowns and last year he had 17 rushing touchdowns. So, you know, if you can pencil him in for 15 plus with an improved offense and you hope Julio, I mean, Julio's never been that big around the goal line and maybe that'll change this year. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where if you can pencil him in for that many touchdowns, he's going to be a top 10 back easy. Um, just based on the touchdowns alone. Yeah. It is worth noting that he is going behind our next player consensus. Number three, Dalvin cook of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I actually did rank Dalvin ahead of Derek they're pretty much interchangeable to me. I want any of these first three guys. Um, I think there's like a little baby tier after these three. Um, but Dalvin cook, I mean, he has the passing down work. He did incredible with 312 carries last year, more than 1500 yards, 16 scores had 44 catches compared to Derrick Henry's 19 for another 360 yards on the ground. Uh, and a score, you know, did get hurt and dinged up a little bit. Uh, he always, I feel like misses a game or two every year. Um, but he was mm-hmm. averaging, I think it was like 27 points a game in the playoffs or, or no, it's, uh, his playoff schedule this season, uh, is I forget, but he, I know he plays the bears. Um, and, but his playoff opponents this season, he averaged 27 plus fantasy points per game against last year including the Chicago bears. 
Yeah, it's crazy, right? He finished. So we generally talk and have PPR stats uh, on this pod in case you're new. Welcome yes. aboard. Um, you know, he he only finished eight points behind Derrick Henry last year and he missed two games and Derrick Henry did not miss any games, which is just. I mean, insanity. He's really good when he when he stays healthy to to your point, he he does get dinged up. Um you know, at least once every year, he'll come out for a couple of plays and scare the crap out of you like he just died. Um, and, you know, he did tear his ACL a couple of years ago, his, his rookie year. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got uh, he had the most carries inside the five yard line last year, um, which really helped boost that 16 touchdown total. Um, you know, I don't see that offense being any worse either. Right. You have another year of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen with. With as long as Kirk Cousins can get him the ball, um, right. and, and pe- some people are projecting Irv Smith to have a, to to have a better year, but um, you know, I, I still go back to those games against that that he had against Green Bay last year, where you know he, they basically just turned around and just wouldn't stop giving him the ball uh, in Week Eight, thirty for one sixty three, uh, four total touchdowns, a forty eight point week. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, admirable number three, uh, he's going to have a ton of carries. Um, so just the the quantity alone will get you there. Um, you know, he had the second most carries last year um, in football. So, yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, we have Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think this is a little bit higher than chalk. At all the way up at number four on fantasy pros, he's the consensus running back seven. Um, so a little bit lower on fantasy pros, but it's just an injury thing for him. You know, he's only played 15 games in the last two years, tore his ACL coming off of an ACL. Um, he had more than 2,000 yards from scrimmage his rookie season, just hasn't really regained that because the guy can't stay healthy. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to penalize a guy for health at running back because I feel like all the studs that you want, there's a good chance. It's almost like any of them could get hurt. You know, I, I don't know. I don't really feel like that there's one is at more or less risk of getting hurt than any of the other ones out of all these top 10 guys. There's only like two that I can think of that. I can't think of them having a major injury yet. So uh, everybody else has. So I'm not going to fault Saquon for it. He's an absolute stud. He's going to be three down back. That offense hopefully gets better. They have Galladay. Danny Jones finally has a receiver one. Although when he everybody was healthy, he he did fine last year anyway. Um, it's just whether or not you think Saquon will be able to play the whole season. Hopefully that offense is better. I know. I mean, the offensive line was trash going into last year. That was the concern. It reared its head. And I'm just hoping for greener pastures for Saquon. What do you think he's going to do this year? So I I guess I kind of forgot about this, right? Because, I mean, he only played two games. Uh, The first game, he had nine, uh, nine targets. It was against Pittsburgh. So they they tried to run the ball. He only had six, six rushing yards. Um, So, I mean, if he's going to have that many targets and Danny Jones is going to be checking down while Galladay and, uh, tight end one, Evan Ingram, just kidding, or, or going down the field or, or Sterling Shepard or whoever they're throwing to. Um, yeah, I, I mean, 
I I have Austin Eckler ahead of him. Uh, you and me are flipped on these two guys. Um, I he he hasn't really done much for two years, but then you see the picture of him doing those like pyro plyometrics where his his calves are like bigger than like my head uh, from a size perspective, and I have a big head. Um, it's it's just. Um, I, he is so physically gifted um, and Jason Garrett's always been good with getting running backs to be productive. So I see no re- reason why he shouldn't be presumed health. Yeah. And, and he's not afraid to feed one guy. Like it's going to be the Saquon no. show. So, yeah, I mean, who else is there? I, I have nobody, you know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, is going to get the touches to be this high um, where, you know, as we're going to talk about at least a little bit, it, it kind of falls off a cliff marginally, right? You don't want, there's only so many running backs that are the undisputed running back of their team. Um, and Saquon is one of those like 10 to 15 guys maybe, and that's pushing it. Um where he he does not have any competition, so this is um, this this is a good safe top ten pick again um, from a running back spot. Yeah, and Saquon, it, if you could believe it, is going. It, he's currently in ADP is running back five. Uh, the only other guy squeezed between him and our previous three that we've mentioned is Alvin Kamara, but all good. Um, all right, next up after Saquon, we have Austin Eckler. We have to be so much higher than consensus on this or than, uh, you know, the, the quote unquote pros that we, than we are in Austin Eckler. Uh, yeah, let's, my, let's talk about it. He's my running back six. I thought that when I tweeted Austin Eckler, RB six or better this season, it got a little bit of traction on the Twitter verse. If you don't follow us on Twitter, we are at the FF Sackos um, because not very many people are on the Austin Eckler, you know, like solid RB one RB six or better train. His current is running back 10 in ADP. I don't. He's going in yeah, the he's second going, round. going at the be- beginning of the second round. I would love to take him there. Oh yeah. That's a slam yeah. dunk. Yeah. Like, that offense is going to be so much better this year in year two of Justin Herbert. Like I'm so excited for what that offense is going to do. And Eckler with is just a reception mis- machine out of the backfield. Like he had 54 catches last year and there was some games where it's just like, Oh my God. Like he had two, got, two games, two games with 11 catches and 80 plus yards. Like that's fantastic. I got the staff for you right here in eight games with Justin Herbert under center. He had 63 targets. That's 126 a season. That's like wide receiver one value. That's insane. I remember as a Keenan Allen manager, I was furious when Eckler came back because it destroyed the obscene workload that Keenan Allen was seeing. Like the guy is just absolutely obscene. If he can stay healthy somehow, some way he is a bona fide RB one locket loaded top five. Easy, easy. 
Yeah, he, he missed six games last year and ranked fifth among receptions and receiving yards from the running back position, um, which is telling you something, how, how much they were utilizing him there. And, you know, he only had three touchdowns last year, um, I think. Is that right? I think he only had three last year, um, two in the last two games. So that's one of those things where touchdown regression just on, or progression uh, that we that we've touched on historically, he's gonna score more than three touchdowns this year. It's just going to happen. Um, so that's why we haven't ranked so high. I have him at four. Um, I think you're gonna get insane value at the end of end of round one, beginning of round two for Austin Eckler, and I think he finishes as a top five back. Yeah, uh, I would say. I mean, I said top six. I have uh, guys in front of him. I have that you don't are Saquon and Zeke. And I think that's, is that pretty much it? Anybody else? No, I don't think so. No, that's it. But man, Austin Eckler, if you, it's just, I think it's just cause he's so freaking small. Like fantasy, fantasy pros has him at, let me scroll down here and find him running back <laughs> 12. That's too low. That's obscene. They have him behind Joe Mixon. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> God, I want to play in people. I want to play in leagues where people like only use fantasy pros. But <laughs> Joe Mixon, that's bad. Well, I know it's laughable. What's his current ADP? Where's he going? Uh, let's see. Be- beginning around two. Yeah, second pick around two. Running back number wise, what number does that amount to? Running back ten. Oh my yeah. goodness. He's yeah. going as the 10th running back off the board and on sleeper right now. Yeah, so he's he's going behind Nick Chubb, who for oh. some reason is the the, <laughs> oh. the, the sixth ranked running back. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Zeke, and Aaron Jones. And then you can find Austin Eckler. Who, who before he got hurt was going in the same spot as Cam Akers, which is crazy. Bananas. All right. Yeah, Austin Eckler, get you some Austin Eckler. He's a huge value at the beginning of the second round. If I'm drafting and for some reason I pass him and pass on him at the end of one, if I if you, I you wouldn't. If Travis Kelsey is there, I would certainly think about it. That's fair. It, and Travis Kelsey should be there at the end of one. Well, some drafts. Maybe. Maybe. There's a case for him to be the one oh one of any draft, any format. Um but mm-hmm. But if I do pass on Eckler and the, at the end of one, I am taking him for sure. First pick in round two. All right. That does it for Austin Eckler. Moving on. Next up, we have Ezekiel Elliott. He is my running back five. Alex's running back seven consensus number six this year. Uh, you got to think that there are greener pastures coming for Zeke, right? That Dak, after Dak got hurt, he was throttled down. The offense changed. You had Dalton get hurt in his first game. And then they had a high schooler throwing football professionally (laughs) for them. And it went about as well as expected. And now finally with Zeke coming back, he's the fantasy pros currently ranked number three. His current draft order, he's going as running back eight. So there is a little bit of a discount, you know, than the historical Zeke. Yeah. Um, 
but what are you what are you expecting out of Zeke this year? He's been in the top 12 of running backs um, every year he's been uh, in the NFL. Um, so this we, we talked about it last year and we I think we said there's nobody that has a higher floor than Zeke because he's not going to not be a RB one. So I think he's for sure. I, I still think that floor is there. Um, when Dak was playing in half PPR, 26, 19, 14, 16, 23 um, touchdowns in every game, except for one of those, like just remarkably productive. And that offense is it, with Dak is crazy good. They're going to score so many points. And if they're not throwing it in, Zeke's going to run it in. I, I do think that he, um, he just seemed off last year. I don't know what it was about him. He, it's, he seemed like he had a lot of drops and like somewhat looked disinterested. And maybe that's what happens when you play with Andy Dalton. Uh, In the five games he played with Dak, he was running back three. Yeah. So that's really good. And, And maybe I have him ranked a little low. Um, maybe I should, should switch him and, and Eckler, um, or s- switch him and Kamara, I guess. Uh, cause I have Kamara over him currently. I think, I think I'm going to re- rethink that. Um, just because of how much better I think Dallas's offense is going to be than new Orleans. Yeah. Um, so I, he, he's gonna score touchdowns. They turn around, they give him the ball. And that offense is going to be electric. And, and it seemed like he was improved last year from a receiving standpoint, even with the drops. Um, and Tony Pollard was fantasy relevant there for a little bit. So I don't know what was going on, um, but I, I would expect Zeke to bounce back in a big way. And I mean, he's, he's currently going as the eighth running back off the board um, behind Jonathan Taylor. Um and and Nick Chubb and I I do not think that that is correct. No, not at all. Uh, you know if if he's there to pick in the end of the first, and then you couple him up with Austin Eckler in the beginning of the second, like <laughs> what's up, championship? Like that is that would be a silly team, absolutely yeah, silly team to put together. Um, yeah, I'm all with you on Zeke coming back in a big way this season. I really just think that. Once they lost Dak for the year, they really just throttled him down and said, it's not Mm -hmm. worth him risking big injury. We'll just split time and we're not going to win any games or be competitive. So, yeah, I mean, after after, uh, you know, so I read those first five games and the the next four after with Andy Dalton, eight, five point six, seven point eight, seven point nine. Yeah, just like falling off a cliff. So. Um, as long as they're back to full strength, which I'm pretty sure they are, um, I would think that Zeke should be back to full strength as well. But he still finished as uh, RB11 last year, even on a down down year. Right. All right. That does it for running back six. Next up, at running back seven, we have Alvin Kamara. He is my... Running back seven on the season. He is your projected running back six. He is the overall running back one from last season and did it all on 187 carries for less than a thousand yards. Had 16 touchdowns, but you know what he did have? 
83 catches, 750 yards, and another five scores on 107 targets. He was the check down monster. And, and Drew Brees and is he gone. Didn't play, and he didn't play the last week. Um, but everybody wrote him to a fantasy title where he erupted for six touchdowns uh, and f- 55 points. Um, so that, that'll help get you to be, uh, to be RB1 uh, in pretty much any league uh, if you're going to have a six touchdown week. Um, I mean, how many, how many red flags do you want on, on this, right? This is just a scary, <laughs> like, do, do we know if Taysom Hill's the, the quarterback? Do, do we know if it's Seamus Winston? Um, does it help or hurt him either way, depending on who it is? I think it probably helps him considerably if it's Seamus, um, rather than Taysom, just because he, he'll get the goal line carries, um, and they, they have a bunch of gadget plays for him down at the goal line to get him the ball, I guess, regardless. But with Michael Thomas not playing, um, you know, who who do they even have to throw to that you would respect? I mean, San, Emmanuel Sanders isn't there. So, I mean, you're, you know, some of their their top threats from last year, that's going to be a very, very different looking offense. And like doing are they going to be any good? They might be trash. The pre there will be a preseason, and the preseason is going to give it away. It's absolutely going to give it away. If Taysom Hill wins the job, Alvin Kamara is a running back too. Uh oh. I I he would, might be. I I would say if Taysom Hill wins the job, Alvin Kamara will not be in my top twelve. Taysom Hill is going to ball hawk him. Number one. Number two, he does not check down to him. I can if Taysom Hill is the quarterback. No, he thrown deep to whoever's halfway open. <laughs> halfway open. If Taysom Hill is a quarterback, Alvin Kamara will not see 107 targets. He won't sniff it. I no. think I think he'll be no, lucky that, to that hit 60. True. Which is yeah, like the, uh, the current wide rec- the current wide receivers on the Saints now that Michael Thomas is is hurt. Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, Jawan Johnson, Lil Jordan Humphrey, and they signed Chris Hogan, who's a lacrosse player. Did you say Lil Jordan? Yeah, that's his name. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Nice. That's an excellent name. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Might be fantasy relevant at some point. Hey, you could be. If Taysom Hill's starting. Oh, man. Regardless, anyway, who's he, starting, he could he be. He touched on last year. But back yeah, to so Kamara. This, is, this just... is just Red Flag City for me. We, 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 had him, we had him low last year. I feel like he, you know, he was, what, the fifth, fifth or sixth running back off the board last year in a lot of drafts. Um, this year, he's currently going fourth off the board. Um, I don't think I'll be taking him at four. Um, so, uh, yeah, good luck to Kamara, um, and that offense. I mean, Sean Payton's still really smart. Um, just not a lot to love there. Not a lot to love, huh? All right, here, let's look at this. Um, let's do this here. Let's look at Alvin Kamara. If we can games. Yes. 
games, notes, uh-huh. news, stats, stats. Uh, I'm butchering this, honestly. Uh, Alvin Kamara fantasy data. Taysom Hill started weeks 11 through 14 last season. Let's look at how Alvin Kamara and did. One of those games, and and one of those games was the Denver game where they had a wide receiver playing quarterback. All right, Alvin Kamara fantasy stats weeks 11, 12, 13, and fourteen. Uh, week eleven, ten and a half points. Week twelve, five points. Week thirteen, fifteen points. Week fourteen, fifteen points. That's just not. That's not great. That's you're averaging what twelve points a game. So I don't. That's not. I want more than that out of my number four or five or six overall pick. I want that out more out. I want more than that out of my first round pick at all in general. Yeah, it, it should be noted he has between one hundred seventy one and one hundred ninety four carries in all uh, in each of the last three years. Um, and in his four NFL seasons, he has catches of 81, 81, 81, and 83. Um, so maybe it, maybe it doesn't matter. Um, but losing a Hall of Fame quarterback um, does matter. And uh, it, I think he'll suffer at least a little bit because of it. Yeah, averaging 11 and a quarter points a game, though, with the probable starter for the, for the uh, Saints. I just know I'm not going to have him on any of my teams. It hurts. All right. Next up, we have. I I agree with you. Yeah. Next up, we have Jonathan Taylor. Number eight for the Sackos this year. He is my running back eight. He is Alex's running back nine. He finished as running back six on the season last year. Had 230 plus carries for almost 1,200 yards, 11 scores on the ground. 36 catches for another 300 through the air and a score Uh, did it on 39 targets, you know, really, really exceeded expectations after they lost Mac on the season. Mac is back. Mac is rumored to be healthy and hundred percent. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor will have Mm -hmm. the exact same workload. I think that he's in a position to, uh, I think that Naheem Hines will probably have his annoying games um, and mm-hmm. occasionally be featured more than the manager of Taylor would like him to be. But I still th- would rather have Jonathan Taylor hands down more than Alvin Kamara. I know, uh, I know Phil Rivers isn't there anymore, but I think Carson Wentz is comparable. I just hope he doesn't have the yips again this year. Um what do you what do you think about Jonathan Taylor in 2021? I mean, he was really good last year. Uh, Mar- Marlon Mack does concern me because um, I, I think he will play as long as he stays healthy, which he does have a tough time of, of seeming to do. Um, and at the end of the season last year, I mean, he was simply fantastic. Um, here are his totals week 11 on 13, 21, 29, 17, 19, and 38, uh, week 17, um, which that finish catapulted him again to a RB six finish. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think, I think it's right that we have him this low. 
Um, we have him at eight. His current draft order is seventh uh, going, or sorry, he's, he's the seventh running back going uh, off the board. Um, but yeah, I think Naheem Hines and I think Marlon Mack limits him a little bit. Um, I would not be surprised to see him finish lower than this. Um, I actually think we almost have him ranked at his ceiling. Um, yes, I know he was running back six last year and we have him at eight, but there was a ton of injuries last year. Um, and I, I don't really see him finishing higher than this. Um, and I, and I do think they might throw the ball a little bit more and Carson Wentz will run the ball a little bit more. Um, just cause he's obviously way more mobile than Phillip Rivers was. Um, so you might see him air it out a little bit more. Um, and that, that could hurt Jonathan Taylor's values. If, if Naheem Hines is in on all those passing downs. Yeah, I, I really completely agree. Um, you just don't know what max role is going to be. They were thinking like a one, a one B kind of thing with Hines in occasionally, but then he was lost for the season. Taylor could be a three down stud. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not going to have him on any of my teams, which is the thing that I just know. And I've accepted, like, I'm not willing to go that high to get Jonathan Taylor or really Alvin Kamara. Um, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be looking to Kelsey or to, to a yes. wide receiver instead, yes. instead of taking those running backs there. And I'm going to be sitting and hoping for like Najee Harris or Clyde Edwards, a to fall, honestly. Yep. Cause yeah. And there's some even questions surrounding our next guy. Next up at running back nine, we have Aaron Jones currently being drafted as running back nine. He is my running back nine on the season. Alex is ranked running back 10. Look, he had an excellent season last season. I ate a lot of crow. Uh, you know, I, I ate a lot of crow upon Aaron Jones last year. That entire offense was just remarkably efficient. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of how efficient he was, he only had 200 carries for 1,100 yards uh, and nine scores, but had another 47 catches for 355 yards and two scores. So, you know, he did not tie Derrick Henry for the the touchdown lead like he did two years ago. Um, but he uh, he was still extremely good. Finished as running back five on the season and a half PPR scoring. There's just a lot of questions with Aaron Jones. Yes, Jamal Williams is gone, which is great, but it's also year two for AJ Dillon and it's not a COVID year. So like people are going to be able to practice and have a preseason and figure out roles. Yes. I think we can confidently say that Aaron Rodgers is coming back, which is excellent for that team. I was getting ready to say that Aaron Jones could easily be a running back to without a Rodgers leading that offense. But um, just yeah, because I, and I was going to say one, one other thing that actually helps him a little bit is like Rogers is not going to throw for as many touchdowns as he did last year. At least I would be very surprised if he did. Um, I mean, I had the running joke last year that Devontae Adams was the best goal line back in football. Um, because he, because <laughs> Rogers was just throwing it to him every time they were on the inside the five. Um, and, and Bobby Tanyan had, had all those, those touchdowns too. Um, and Aaron Jones still finished with nine rushing touchdowns, which is kind of surprising. It, it felt like it was a little lower than that. Um, 
So I, I wouldn't actually be surprised to see him have double digits, even with um, AJ Dillon there, um, who, who might snipe a couple, depending on what's going on. Um, but they they made sure that Aaron Jones stayed healthy last year, um, where they would cycle Jamal Williams in and basically take like that third and fourth series and put Aaron Jones back in it the, for the two minute drill type thing. Um, so if, if that's the plan, AJ Dillon will have some fantasy relevance this year um, if if they're moving the ball as much. But ju- just if Aaron Rodgers does not throw for as many touchdowns, then those touchdowns are going to go at least somewhere. Um, you would think with how efficient they were uh, on offense. So it, it wouldn't surprise me to see Aaron Jones have double digits again this year. Yeah. He was consistent last season, but like a consistent in the teens. He only had two games with less than 10 points last year. Uh, Which did, is really good. Did miss one week. Uh, it was just a really big letdown in the first round of the playoffs for a lot of people putting up eight and a half points and half PPR scoring. A um, little unfortunate there. But yeah, there's a, again, there's a lot of questions surrounding Aaron Jones. I'm really having a hard time figuring out a way for him to get close to 300 carries or much less the 250 that he had last season. I think that they try to work on AJ Dillon. Um, so I just, I'd rather have some of these other guys. I think there's a, a couple other people that have a lot clearer past to like flirting with 300 carries than Aaron Jones does. So he'll have to be hyper efficient yeah, and, to return value. Yeah, and he's not making up the lack of carries with more catches either. Um, and, and again, maybe that'll change a little bit, but they don't—they don't seem to be using him all that much out of the backfield, or they haven't historically. Um, mostly because Rodgers has all day, and he's generally looking for uh, downfield—you know—downfield throws and get somebody to jump off sides. He's not checking down to Aaron Jones. He's throwing throwing long to MVS or Devante. So. Um, yeah, I, I think we have him in the right spot. Um, you know, he's going, um, where is he going? He's going right at the end of the, of round one, um, right before Austin Eckler from a running back position spot. Wow. And I think that's fair. Um, I, I would prefer Eckler. Um, but I understand that why people are going Jones just because of the track record and, um, Eckler was injured last year. Sure. But I, I think Eckler has a higher ceiling. There you go. Next up, we have David Montgomery. Consensus number 10 this season. Alex, your number eight running back. I am Mm -hmm. down on him, I guess, a bit at running back 15. I didn't even think that that was necessarily too far down on him. Uh, His currently going as running Mm -hmm. back 19. Yeah, on sleeper. He was last year's running back four. Running back four. He was. Why, oh, why do people hate David Montgomery? I don't know. You don't know? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I like David Montgomery. I think he's going to be the eighth best running back in football this year. Or fantasy football, I should say. Um, some, something that kind of that negs him at least a little bit here. Uh, he was only... Uh, he only had one... Um, top 12 finish in his first nine games, I think is, is what I read here on, on a week, week by week basis. Um, 
but he was absolutely on fire at the end. Akram last uh, last six games here, 22, 25, 23, 28, 19, 23. Um, he had nine catches the last week against Green Bay, which is uh, fantastic. Also, um, he's faster. David Montgomery's faster. Uh, if you literally type into Google, David Montgomery learns to run. Um, he uh, has been working with a speed coach. Um, and at the combine, he ran a 4.68. Uh, and he's, they think he's running oh. a 4.440 now. Um, Did they teach him how to unhitch uh, the wagon? Yeah. They, pulling they, behind literally him? they literally taught him how to run. He's running 1.5 miles per hour faster than he did a year ago. And he was RB4 last year. I don't know why he wouldn't be a top 10 back this year. Um, he has a, you know, he has a real quarterback, which will help. Um, Who, Andy maybe Dalton? two of them. Um, it, it could hurt that Tariq Cohen's back um, at least a little bit. That, that could ding him. I don't think huge because I think they'll use Cohen out in the slot and do more gimmick plays with him than uh, being a true running back. Um, and Cordell Patterson is now in Atlanta. Um, so give all of the carries to Montgomery, um, here. Um, so yeah, he, uh, top, um, top running back for me this year. I, I think he's going to be really good, um, in, a in a good, in a, in a better offense for sure. Last year, at least from the quarterback position. Okay. All right. In games that. David Montgomery has played with Tariq Cohen. He's averaging just over two targets per game. In games that he's played without Tariq Cohen, he's averaging five targets a game. Cohen's back. Cohen's healthy. Yes, he had a fantastic end to the season last season, but Mm -hmm. he played the Packers twice, the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. Yeah, that helps. That, sure. that helps a little bit. After 10 weeks, he was all the way down at running back 20. So yeah. I think that he's a great running back too. But like you also throw a rookie quarterback into that mix. Look like learning the playbook. Blandy Dalton doing Blandy Dalton things. It's just not something that I really want to be like, oh my God. Oh my God, everybody go run out and draft David Montgomery. That's just, I mean, their playoff schedule is Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, home away, home. It's fine. I think that's fine. I do. It's fine. Yeah. But, oof, I don't know. And that means that means you're I mean, again, you read the schedule, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. Uh, He's going to be playing those teams. um, I don't know, six times um, (laughs) in the regular season or five, five times the regular season. And then uh, one once in the the playoffs. So, do you know who his non-conference competition is? The Rams, (laughs) the Bucks, the Niners, the Steelers and the Ravens. Ooh. That Ooh. like okay, that's tough. That's brutal. When 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 are those games being played? Rams are week one, then Bengals, no, then Browns, then Lions, then Raiders, then Packers. So first six weeks are fine after week one. But then yeah. listen to this stretch. 
starting Uh-oh. in week seven. Don't oh no. At Tampa Bay. Uh, okay. At home bad. against the 49ers. At That's fine. That doesn't scare at me. At Pittsburgh. That's not good. At home against the Ravens. Like that is a five game that's stretch fine. where I would be no, hoping only, for double digits. No, that's only two or three bad ones. Um and by the way, um, that's when you should trade for him. He he's gonna be a guy that if you don't draft, you should trade for after that stretch or during that stretch. Yeah, when he's getting just shelled. Yep. That's after like the second or third loss in a row, that's when they're gonna switch to Justin Fields. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But man, oh man. All right. Do you want to do an over under on Monty? You, um, ha- you have him as an RB1. I don't. Do you want to do top 12 or better? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll do 13 or worse. You're 12 or better. All right. I'll, uh, you I'll can track that. put it on the board. I still hate that that's a socks thing, but. Neither here Didn't nor there. Yeah, we, we had another board, but I don't think I wrote it down. I'm sorry. Oh, you'll have to re-listen to last week's pod. Actually, right. I think it was probably Tanithril related, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, probably. It was probably, probably yeah. him as a QB1. Um yeah. all right. I think that does it for Monty. There's much not much else to say. I'm just excited for Justin Fields as a Bear fan. It's gonna be great. Come on, baby. All right, that brings us to our consensus. Running back 11, Antonio Gibson. He is Alex's running back 11, my running back 12. Currently going as running back 13, finishes running back 12 last season as a rookie. I want to rank him higher is the only is like how I feel. I want to rank mm-hmm. him higher. He was a rookie. He's getting better. He's going to be more involved in the offense. I think he could potentially win some people some leagues. I think that offense has a chance to be exceptional with Ryan Fitzmagic back there. I'd love to to pair Gibson with Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming around the turn or Eckler or Najee or Travis Kelsey, but I just think Antonio Gibson has the potential to be a stud. I was all over the Antonio Gibson hype train going into last season. All aboard! And, uh, I was not wrong. Um, He's fantastic. He had 170 carries for 800 yards, 11 touchdowns, 36 catches, another 250 yards receiving. So I think you're going to see those receiving numbers go up. He had 44 targets. I hope and I think that he will have. I think he's going to have more than 65. If he gets to 65, I'll be jacked because then I think he for sure moves into like the top eight. Um. Yes, but he still has to worry about JD McKissick, right? I no. mean, that's the that's the killer of of who's taking away all those receptions last year. Maybe, but I think that he's evolving into an every down back, and I think McKissick could just be relegated to spelling him. He um, only played 47% of the snaps in the 13 full games he played. Okay. Again, he was That's, learning. That, that, that hurts. That, that hurts a little, a little bit. He was okay. a rookie in a season without a preseason. Again, I'm not, not concerned. 
And yes, he did get dinged up. Um, but from um, week 13 on, he was hurt week 14 and week 15. Week 13, he had 1.4 points against Pittsburgh, 8.4 points against Carolina, and 8.6 points against uh, Philly. Just a terrible down the stretch there. My guess is because, you know, um, he's never played that much football in his entire life. Um, we talked about how he did almost nothing at Memphis and then all of a sudden became a bell cow back. Um, and of course he got hurt. It's really not surprising. So hopefully he comes back a little stronger, a little quicker, knows his body knows what he's getting into this year. Um, again, I, we're, we're very similar uh, on where we have him ranked. You want to rank him higher, but you can't um, just yep. because of the, of this, the snaps, the people that are in front of him. Um, and at least marginal uncertainty with Fitzpatrick, if they're going to, if they are going to air it out more under Ron Rivera. Um, so who knows? Um, I, I think, think he, this is right where he falls though. Um, in, in most drafts, um, he's currently going, um, in the middle of the sixth round or sorry, middle of the second round, um, right, right smack dab in the middle of it, uh, right after Joe Mixon, um, running back 13 off the board. There you go. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to Antonio Gibson. I'm just excited to see what this offense looks like with a quarterback. So that's all. That's where I'll leave it. And then finally, our running back 12 this season is Najee Harris. I have him considerably higher than 12. If you want to say considerably is two, two spots. He's my running back 10 on this season. He's Alex's running back 14. Currently going as running back 14. Look, when a running back's drafted in the first round, like they're going to be used. Okay. The guy is a three down stud going to the Steelers. Yes. There's, there's some questions. There are some questions surrounding the offensive line and big Ben's arm and the health and all of those things. But the guy's going to be a three down back. There is no question about that, at least not in my mind. I think it makes sense why he's the highest rookie being drafted right now. He's my top rookie this season. I would take him ahead of Monty. I would take him ahead of Antonio Gibson, both each of the last two running backs that we've talked about. I think Najee Harris is going to do huge things in Pittsburgh. Joe Steelers, I, he's easily a top 10 back for me even though he just squeaks in to the top 10, but definitely a, a running back one. Yeah. I wanted to rank him higher than I did. I am at 14. Um, I mean, if he's going to have the catches that I think are possible, um, this is a, this is a potential home run uh, hit here, right? Like, Oh, easily. You know, it might make sense. You know, like it's one of those things where, so he's going at the end of round two um, right now. Uh, he's going uh, the 14th running back being taken. When you um, say end of round two, do you mean like so the if you very were, end? Oh, is yeah. he's, he's picked nine. Yeah. Oh. So like if you're if you're pairing him with like Derrick Henry Oh my God, so, that is like, a stupid team. I already hate like, it. Like, you, like that, that's like team meat right there. 
Yeah. Oh like my just, God. just crazy. So, so that's, that's pretty nasty. Um, I, I actually love the running back value, um, you know, in the second round. Um, so yeah, I, um, I, I think, you know, again, six two two thirty. 230, he has good hands. Ben checks down to his running backs. Uh, his competition's Benny Snell, Kalen Balage, Anthony McFarlane. He's already listed as their starting running back. <laughs> um, so Ooh, what a bunch you know, of scrubs like all, all aboard. Oh, um, I, I would not be scrubs. surprised to see him. I would not be surprised to see him uh, climb the depth chart or sorry, climb the ADP ranks here. Um, oh, he and, should. and be going towards the beginning of round two um, here as, as we get a little closer. Yeah. Yeah, I uh well it's not even that. You know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be after he breaks off a huge run in the preseason in the first preseason game. That's what it's gonna be. Like yeah, that's I, how this I is hope they work. keep I hope they keep him under wraps. Because if, if I'm doing an auction league, um, which I am in one, uh, and hopefully my cousins aren't listening, but this is like this is one of those guys that you could get a little cheaper and can easily turn out to be a like he could be a high RB one, honestly, um, with with his amount of usage that he's getting in that in that pass happy offense. Yeah, easily. Ben just has to start checking down to the man, and it's going to be glorious. Um, yeah, it could it could be crazy. <laughs> All right, that does it for our top twelve running backs. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to a couple guys that we did not talk to talk about. Uh, first up, I'd like to give a shout out to Clyde Edwards Alaire. He's my running back 11 for whatever reason. Alex was huffing paint while he did his rankings and put him as <laughs> running back 15 on the season, thus falling into our rankings as running back 13. By the way, you can find all of our rankings on our website, the fantasy along with each of these running backs uh, season stats from 2020, their finishes and where they're, they are currently being drafted at on sleeper. Um, that's really the, uh, the one person I'd like to chat about. Other than that, I think Joe Mixon is going to have a great year. Um, I he just fell right outside and running back one rankings, but is what it is with that. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.